and loaded on the Shooting Straight Radio podcast, also known as Second Amendment University. Yep, you know me. I am Royce, your host and professor emeritus of all Second Amendment studies, and I pour it to you with both barrels, 100% felt recoil, and not a single suppressor. You better believe it. All right, got a lot to talk about as always. Uh, First, I want to remind you, you can Catch the program at ShootingStraightRadio.com. If you don't have a platform to listen on, you can listen there. All of the episodes are auto-loaded there from iHeartRadio. So, if you don't have a favorite podcast platform, there you go. Also, first access to all episodes, you can get that at Patreon.com forward slash ShootingStraightRadioPodcast. Also, I want to remind you that the American Police Hall of Fame recently commissioned me to do a podcast for them called Voice of the Blue, where I'm actually interest, uh, interesting, <laughs> interviewing um, former police officers and some active duty, and also telling the story of many uh, famous law enforcement officials from days gone by, all the way back to the Old West. And it's a very riveting show. Some of the interviews that I've been doing have been just wow. I mean, they've left me, you know, deeply impacted. So I think you'll enjoy it too. It's Voice of the Blue. Voice of the Blue, you can catch it on Buzzsprout, which is the hub that we load uh, my program and the Voice of the Blue program to. And Voice of the Blue is on many uh, standard podcast platforms. Uh, We'll soon be on iHeartRadio also. Uh, so it's a, it's a great podcast. I think you'll enjoy it. Uh, listen in and pass it around, share it around. And, uh, I really appreciate you listening. All right. Well, you know, multiple times recently, I've had to point out the missteps and the misbehavior and the literal criminality of our own government. And the reason I do that is not to try to stir people up and get them angry and make them want to go fight the government, much to the contrary of what some people think about me. The idea is to warn you, warn you of the dangers we face from our own government. Forewarned is forearmed. 
Uh, I pray to God we never have to get into a spot where we are forced to lock horns physically with any of these agencies, but if that does happen, it's not going to be our fault. Excuse me. We have been more than patient with these people, and they are the ones rampantly committing crime. Literally, the FBI has been on a freaking crime spree lately, and it's becoming serious cause for alarm. Major alarm. They uh, have had many agents come forward who are blowing the whistle on some of the criminality going on in the FBI. And by criminality, I'm not just talking about violations of the supreme law of the land. I'm talking about flagrant violation of many other laws besides that. They already have a great contempt for the Constitution and for constitutionalists uh, and It's hardly any surprise, therefore, that they don't also, therefore, have contempt for the law, any other law itself. Um, Whenever you find somebody who has no respect for the general public and no respect for their fellow man, and they begin to think of themselves as being at the top of the heap and therefore uh, entitled to inflict abuse on anybody underneath them, uh, the end result always is, well, pretty soon you start thinking that no law applies to you, and you can do whatever you dadgum well please, and everybody else just has to take it and shut up. Uh, that's what led to the first American Revolution, and uh, my sincere prayer is that it does not lead to another one. But it appears some of these boys and some of these federal agencies are really pushing us in that direction. I sincerely hope they stop. Now, Again, some of these FBI agents with a constitutional conscience have been coming forward. By the, by the way, uh, check out Dan Bongino's show. He's been talking to some of these agents, and it's scary, people. It really is. Uh, now, well, I myself, I've known for years that they have no compunction about breaking the same laws they would put us in jail for breaking. Um But many Americans still believe in their literally non-existent integrity. And if you missed some of my recent episodes dealing with the FBI, episode number 447 might be of particular interest to you. It chronicles the abusive history, in a very small degree, believe me, of the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Now, they had no problem lying to a FISA court judge to obtain warrants against Donald J. Trump in their soft coup uh, during his presidency after he was duly elected. And this January 6th thing where they have been using that as a, um, a preface for arresting many Americans, dragging them to Washington, D.C., you know, a lot like King George used to drag them back to England for trial, uh, and charging them with all sorts of things. And I personally believe, now I can't prove it, and I don't have proof, this is totally a theory on my part, but my theory is based on known actions of the FBI, some of which I chronicled in episode 447. I think we're going to find out later that the FBI used strong-arm coercive tactics to get confessions, so-called, from many of these January 6th people who have been arrested. Now, even people who were not there have had FBI agents show up at their door trying to intimidate them and say, well, we had an anonymous source that you were there on January 6th. Well, you know what? 
Who cares? They had a right to be there. Unless they were committing a crime, you have no business being on their front porch. And if they weren't there, you definitely have no business being on their front porch. So, now, because they have no problem lying, literally lying to judges, well, it's no surprise then that they recently misled a judge for a warrant for a search of a cluster of safety deposit boxes in Beverly Hills. And they seized over $86 million in cash and other goods from people who had done no wrong. Now, here's the article by Michael Finnegan. He uh, wrote this on September 23rd. And apparently this is part of an ongoing investigation from uh, something that's already happened. And here's the article. The privacy invasion was vast when FBI agents drilled and pried their way into 1,400 safe deposit boxes at the U.S. Private Vaults store in Beverly Hills. They rummaged through personal belongings of a a jazz saxophone player, an interior designer, a retired doctor, a flooring contractor, two Century City lawyers, and hundreds of others. Agents took photos and videos of pay stubs, password lists, credit cards, a prenuptial agreement, immigration and vaccination records, bank statements, heirlooms, and a will. Court records uh, showed that all of these things, uh, the FBI had pulled out of these boxes and videoed and took photos of. In one box, they found cremated human remains. Yeah, big crime there, guys. The article continues, 18 months later, newly unsealed court documents show that the FBI and U.S. Attorney's Office in Los Angeles got their warrant for that raid by misleading the judge who approved it. Okay, in case you don't know, the word mislead means to lie to. Okay, just clearing that up. They omitted from their warrant request a central part of the FBI's plan, permanent confiscation of everything inside every box containing at least $5,000 in cash or goods, a senior FBI agent recently testified. The FBI's justification for the dragnet forfeiture was its presumption that hundreds of unknown box holders were all storing assets somehow tied to unknown crimes, court records show. Okay, let me, are you getting the picture so far? They say, well, we presume that people using these safety deposit boxes are all connected to crimes somewhere, somehow, and we're going to get this warrant, get in there, anything over five grand, we get it. Yeah, yeah, okay, and based on what? There was no evidence to base it on. The article continues, the FBI's attempt to confiscate tens of millions of dollars from Beverly Hills safe deposit uh, boxes draws resistance and charges of government misconduct. It took five days for scores of agents to fill their evidence bags with the bounty, more than $86 million in cash and a bonanza of gold, silver, rare coins, gem-studded jewelry, and enough Rolex and Cartier watches to stock a boutique. The U.S. Attorney's Office has tried to block 
public disclosure of court papers that laid bare the government's deception, but a judge rejected its request to keep them under seal. Good job, judge. Thank you. The failure to disclose the confiscation plan in the warrant request came to light in FBI documents and depositions of agents in a class action lawsuit by box holders who say the raid violated their rights. Okay, box holders, I got news for you. The FBI doesn't care about your rights. They don't care half a hairy dam and an east wind about your rights, and they'll violate them with impunity if they think they can get away with it, and they'll lie to a judge to do it. You know why? Because they're criminals. Now, I'm not covering all FBI agents under that blanket. Many of them are good, decent. I know a couple of them. Many of them are good, decent people. But for some reason, there's a faction there within the agency and within the Bureau that thinks they can do whatever they dadgum well please, whenever they dadgum well please, whether it's right, wrong, indifferent, lawless, lawful, doesn't matter, and they can do it and screw you if you don't like it because they've been getting away with it for a long time. They're a lot like career criminals. Yeah, they get caught every now and then, but they face no repercussions and therefore think they're free to do it again. You're welcome. The court filings also show that federal agents defied restrictions that U.S. Magistrate Judge Steve Kim set in the warrant by searching through box holders' belongings for evidence of crimes. Okay, just, just get, hang on to this, okay? You ready? Just, just follow, me, follow the logic here. For the FBI to lawfully get a warrant there has to be some manner of some evidence proving that there might be a crime going on. There has to be probable cause. But instead, you know what they're doing? They're searching through other people's belongings, looking for something they can create criminals out of. Robert Frommer, a lawyer who represents nearly 400 box holders in the class action case, wrote in court papers and stated the government did not know what was in those boxes, who owned them or what, if anything, those people had done. That's why the warrant application did not even attempt to argue that there was probable cause to seize and forfeit box renters' property. After a two-year investigation that opened in 2019, leaders of the FBI's Los Angeles office believed U.S. private vaults was a magnet for criminals hiding illicit proceeds in their boxes. Oh, and therefore, they had the right to go in there and open all the boxes, trying to find those few. Yeah, that's the same reasoning applied to gun control. Disarm everybody, and we'll... Keep the criminals from doing bad things. Mm -hmm. After a two-year investigation that opened in 2019, leaders of the FBI's Los Angeles office believed, uh, oh, I already read that part, I'm sorry, customers of U.S. private vaults are suing the FBI over its attempt to confiscate gold and silver, jewelry, and $86 million in cash from safe deposit boxes. The business was charged with conspiracy to sell drugs and launder money. Really? Wow. Based on what? Presumption? Yeah. 
<clears throat> the FBI and U.S. Attorney's Office denied that they misled the judge or ignored his conditions, saying they had no obligation to tell him of the plan for indiscriminate confiscations on the blanket assumption that every customer was hiding crime-tainted assets. The, the plaintiffs in the class action suit have asked the U.S. District Judge R. Gary Klausner to declare the raid unconstitutional. Uh, I tell you what, it is definitely unconstitutional. Yeah. If he grants the request, it could force the FBI to return millions of dollars to box holders whose assets it had tried to it has tried to confiscate. Uh, in other words, keep it permanently. Well, I tell you what. They should not only return them, if they're forced to return them, to me, that's an admission of guilt. They need to go to jail or, at a minimum, pay a very hefty interest rate on what they took. Hmm, my two cents. The article continues, it could also spoil an unknown number of criminal investigations by blocking prosecutors from using any evidence or information acquired in the raid, including guns and drugs. <clears throat> Now, it doesn't say they took any uh, guns or drugs, though. Any judge reviewing the warrant request should have been able to recognize the very real threat to the rights of what turned out to be about 700 customers who had locked away some of their most private and valuable belongings. So, Royce, what does this have to do with the right to keep and bear arms and the Second Amendment? Well, I'll tell you. When we come back in just a moment here on the Shooting Straight Radio Podcast, don't go anywhere. You know who's on standby. He'll come see you. All right? Okay. Be right back. Don't go anywhere. Hey, y'all. Rock and Rod from Stickerman here. As y'all know, I am a licensed gun dealer. So if you're looking for firearms, you need to sell some, like to trade some, you can reach me at 561-445-0429. You know it, I know it, everybody with a brain knows it. Some just don't feel quite right right now. Trust your gut, folks. Take care of each other. And never forget, taxation is theft. Cigarette, godfather of the dirty hippie mafia. Sicario's Gun Shop. Buy, sell, or trade firearms. Purchase Class 3 NFA items. Custom builds, gunsmithing, and cleaning. Liberty Gun Safes. Sicario's Gun Shop fully supports our military and law enforcement. Visit online at sicariosgunshop.com or in person at 5325 North Wickham Road, Suite 105 in Melbourne, Florida. Sicario's, where you come first for your second. The Shooting Straight Radio Podcast is proudly sponsored in part by The Gun Sight in Merritt Island with a 9-lane, 25-yard indoor shooting range, handgun and machine gun rentals, a fully stocked gun store with plenty of long guns, handguns, ammunition, and accessories to choose from. They're your one-stop shop in Merritt Island for all things necessary to responsibly exercise your Second Amendment right. Check them out at gunsightrange.com or stop by in person at 125 South Banana River Drive. And make sure you tell them that you heard about the Gunsight on the Shooting Straight Radio Podcast. Freedom Guns at Rockledge. 
just north of Rockledge High School on the opposite side of the road, 1255 Florida Avenue, Suite A. You can check them out at freedom-guns.com. And better yet, just stop in there in person and meet Mike and his son, Mike, and Dennis and the rest of the crew out there. Got a great selection of handguns, long guns, ammunition, accessories, holsters, magazines. What are you looking for? Mike and the boys got you covered out there at Freedom Guns. If you need a nice big Liberty safe to stow all them guns in, well, he offers those too. He's got a floor full of them out there you can look at, and he offers free delivery and installation. Again, check them out at freedom-guns.com. When you stop down there or if you're out of state and you call and maybe order a gun from him and have it shipped to your dealer, make sure you tell him you heard about him on the Shooting Straight Radio podcast. The American Police Hall of Fame, proud sponsors of the Shooting Straight Radio podcast. Who are we? We're the keepers of the history of individual law enforcement officers. We are a facility that honors the fallen and supports their families. We are a training facility that teaches civilians how to be their own first responder. We are a venue that offers free tactical and strategic training for sworn officers. We are a great place to visit and learn. Go to aphf.org to find out more. Mega thank yous to Rock and Rod Rao of Sigerman, Sicario's Gun Shop, the American Police Hall of Fame, Gunsight, and Freedom Guns for the sponsorship of the Shooting Straight Radio podcast. I can't tell you how much I really appreciate you guys. Uh, mere thank yous simply uh, are not enough, but I'm afraid that's all I've got. It's <laughs> huge thank yous. And uh, I want to encourage all of my listeners to frequent the businesses of my sponsors. That would be the biggest thank you that you could help me give them. And I go ahead and thank you in advance for that. So we're looking at this article where the FBI lied to a judge, misled the judge, omitted facts about uh, what they really wanted to do from the judge, and got a warrant based on fraud, based on fraudulent premises. Yes, in other words, they broke the law. They are lawless. The FBI has been going on a crime spree recently. Uh, and no, it did not begin with the Mar-a-Lago raid. It's been going on for decades. But the Mar-a-Lago raid is certainly part of it. And now we have agents coming forth, as I stated earlier in the program, and testifying to, that, to the criminality of this agency. And again, I'm not putting all agents under the blanket of criminality. There are some good, decent people, and those are the ones that are coming forward and saying this is wrong. Again, catch Dan Bongino's show. He's been dealing with this issue and talking to some of these agents on his program. It's very eye-opening and very enlightening. Now, to connect this to the right to keep and bear arms and the Second Amendment, um, let's make a few points here. If federal agencies can simply apply for and receive blanket warrants like this, the precedent that it sets is absolutely horrific, and that precedent will be capitalized on by federal crime families like the FBI. I mean, they're already doing things with impunity, violating the law, breaking the law at will, and this is they're not going to get any better. Criminals don't get better. 
unless they're held to account and forced to, forced to think about their actions with lengthy prison sentences, which is what needs to happen here. So this sets a very bad precedent. Unfortunately, this isn't the one that set the precedent. They've been doing it for years. I again take you back to the fraudulent FISA warrant that was taken before a judge and approved for spying upon Donald Trump and his family and his friends. But let's make a hypothetical example about uh, out of all this, because this is exactly the kind of thing that the FBI would do with this sort of precedent. And if you think the ATF is the only federal agency that you need to worry about infringing your rights, oh, you have no idea just exactly how many agents would love to disarm you. Because number one, as long as we're armed, we are a threat to more of the crimes they want to commit, and they know it. Just like criminals don't like us carrying guns, uh, the FBI doesn't either, because a lot of them in there are criminals. But here's a hypothetical example. If they can get away with lying to a judge to obtain a blanket warrant and seize the property of over 700 people, now this this is a lot of people, okay, They can do that with red flag laws. And this is another reason I hate red flag laws. Just imagine an FBI agent going before a judge seeking approval for a warrant. And he says, your honor, we have reason to believe that the entire block of ABC subdivision in Main City, USA, um, is a known hotbed of MVE activity, militia violent extremist activity, and we are petitioning this court to issue a blanket ex parte order for every house on the block. Do you really think they wouldn't? Royce, come on, man, you're really reaching there. Really? What's the difference between that and what they've already done here in Beverly Hills, lying and fraudulently obtaining a warrant to seize, uh, to first break and enter into safe deposit boxes and then steal $86 million in cash and gold and coins and everything else and watches and jewelry. That that was a heist, people. That was exactly, it was a a government-sanctioned heist. Why do you think they wouldn't be so audacious as to do the same thing and begin to use it for blanket gun confiscation? Why do you think they wouldn't? Do you understand who these people are and what they do? They're criminals, people. If they'll lie to essentially steal $86 million in property on the vague claim that some of the owners just might be involved in some unknown criminal activity... Why in the world should we ever trust the protection of any of our rights to an agency like that? Hmm? Well, it turns out the FBI is not the only, the only federal agency that we keepers and bearers need to be concerned about. Now you're thinking, oh yeah, the ATF. Nope. Oh, uh, DOJ. Nope. Nope. Um, the Department of, Department of Homeland Security. Nope. Oh, the CIA and NFA. Nope. How about the United States Post Office? <laughs> what? Come on, Royce. Come on, man. You're, you're really out there on a limb today, brother. You, you need to get... 
Come on, let's step back in here towards the main part of the trunk of the tree. You're going to fall off. Nope. Here's an article by John Crump posted in Ammo Land. The U.S. Post Office has admitted to spying on gun owners, and they have also admitted that that spying was not legally authorized. Now, rhetorical question, what do you think is going to happen to them? That's right. You just answered the question for me and everybody else, nothing. Because these people are never held to account. But a Freedom of Information Act obtained by Cato Institute Senior Fellow Patrick Eddington, and I'm taking excerpts from the article by John Crump, writing for Ammo Land, posted on September 26, shows that the United States Postal Service inspectors have been monitoring pro-gun activists. What? Yeah, since when does the U.S. Postal Service have a dog in that hunt? This proves something I've said already. Every federal agency has been weaponized against conservatives, constitutionalists, and those who uphold and defend the right to keep and bear arms in particular. The article continues, the USPS Internet Covert Operations Program, the ICOP or ICOP, monitored the social media accounts of gun rights advocates from September 2020 through April 2021. Well, I guarantee you I was part of that investigation. The postal inspectors tracked the online activities of gun activists that attended the Virginia Citizens Defense League's Lobby Day and protests over the killing of Breonna Taylor. These actions alarmed Mr. Eddington. And that would be Mr. Patrick Eddington of the Cato Institute. Uh, Eddington told Ammo Land News, he said, the post office has no business devoting one cent of taxpayer money to monitoring groups involved in the political process. Those officials who authorized or otherwise participated in this ICOP program who are still on the federal payroll should be fired and the program terminated. Um, oh, I'm going to take it a step further. They should not just be fired. They should have their pensions stripped and they should be stripped of their rights. And then they should be strip searched at jail after they've been arrested for their crimes. They should be perp walked out of the post office in handcuffs, bent over the hood of a, of a waiting squad car, frisked vigorously, and then shoved into the back seat. Taken down to the station, photographed, fingerprinted, strip searched, everything. Treat them like the criminals that they are. This is sickening to me. Nothing but politically motivated spying. Back to the article, gun rights activists believe that the monitoring is politically motivated. No kidding. One of these activists is the VCDL, the Virginia Citizens Defense League president, Philip Van Cleve. Mr. Van Cleve points out that there has never been any violence or unlawful activity, uh, activity on any lobby day. He stated, this smacks of a politically based anti-gun agenda. If that's not the case, then the Postal Service is pretty inept if they think a VCDL rally needs to be monitored for any reason. If they had done even the tiniest amount of research, they would have realized that the VCDL 
had a rally with over 50,000 people the year before with zero problems, and we left Richmond cleaner than it was before our rally. In fact, VCDL has always coordinated its rallies with the police to ensure that the gun control crowd doesn't start any trouble. In what alternate universe would VCDL in any way be a threat to the U.S. Postal Service or its employees? Well, that's a dadgum good question. Eric Pratt, you've heard him on the program here uh, several times. He's the senior vice president of GOA. He said prior to the Virginia Lobby Day in 2021, the U.S. Postal Service was tracking gun owners who, we now know, were 100% law-abiding and committed no crimes at the event. This just shows the anti-gun animus at USPS. After all, did the agency track the Antifa rioters who tore apart city after city during 2021, uh, 2020 to 2021? Or did the Postmaster General track the thugs who burnt St. John's Church when the Secret Service had to whisk away the president to safety? Ignoring the very real criminal element just shows that anti-gun leftist bureaucrats are ignoring the elephant in the room in order to persecute and harass their political opponents. Yeah, no kidding. That's exactly what's happening. They uh, also monitored and targeted Americans who attended any of the uh, MAGA rallies. Yeah. Um, the Postal Service Inspector, uh, Inspector General has recently admitted that the United States Postal Service overstepped its law enforcement authority. Well, good. I'm glad to hear the admission. So in other words, you're pleading guilty. So when do we see you and so many of the others involved in this perp walked out uh, of their jobs and homes and stuffed into the squad cars and hauled out to jail? And that's, again, that's a rhetorical question because we know it will never happen. Yeah. This is infuriating. And all of this, the shenanigans from the FBI to the United States Postal Service, begs some deep questions. First, what was the primary purpose of the pinning of the Bill of Rights and making it part of our supreme law? And I ask that of all of you and all of these perpetrators, because this is the foundation of it. What was the primary purpose? And the answer is very plain, very obvious, to codify laws within our very Constitution against government abuse of the citizenry. So, according to our supreme law, do federal agencies such as the FBI or the United States Postal Service have any right to spy on political opponents and lawful keepers and bearers of arms? Do federal agencies such as the FBI have any right to lie to a judge and falsely procure warrants? If they do, what should happen to all involved? In other words, when they, when they overstep their bounds, what should happen to them? Yeah, what I've already said should happen. In light of the supreme law of the land, do federal agencies have any right to totally disregard the supreme law of the land and violate the rights of even so much as a single American citizen, much less 700 of them, by using falsely obtained warrants? If their warrants were obtained under false pretenses, then their cases are null and void, and all agents need to be jailed for very lengthy portions of their lives. 
When the federal government willfully and repeatedly violates not only the U.S. Constitution, but also the laws against illegal surveillance, wiretapping, perjury, theft, and many others, and they're never prosecuted for their crimes, where will this inevitably lead? The answer is, it's going to lead inevitably, if it continues, to the people being forced to uphold and defend the supreme law that's being violated so repeatedly and to take up arms to enforce it and to defend themselves against the lawless criminals within their own government. They have no right to willfully violate our laws, which is the Constitution and all of the statutes therein, in particular the Bill of Rights. Conversely, we have every right to enforce those laws. Because if they're not enforced, they will continue to break them. Just like the laws in New York City right now, just like the laws in Chicago, just like the laws in Los Angeles and all throughout California, where those district attorneys are refusing to prosecute people according to the laws, all it does is embolden more criminal behavior. Royce, you sound like you want a confrontation. No, I don't. I have said it a hundred times on this program. That's the last thing I ever want to have to do is to lock horns with this government. Excuse me. Or with any of our detractors on the left. What I want to see happen is the supreme law enforced. And I want to see penalties attached to the violation of our laws. It needs to happen. It needs to happen yesterday. I told you before, I'm drafting a bill that I'm going to send to Congress. I'm going to send it to known conservative up there uh, on Capitol Hill. And it's going to be a bill that basically enacts penalties against people who try to write uh, or enact laws that run counter to the Supreme Law, because that's what needs to happen. That's what I want to see happen. That's going to be the optimum response to all this lawlessness by these people in federal agencies. Because if that doesn't happen, inevitably, we're going to be backed into a corner to where we have to come out swinging. And that's going to be bad. It's going to be a time of great confusion, chaos, bloodshed, and it ain't going to be pretty. I don't want my country descending into that. It happened already once before in the Civil War and the Reconstruction period thereafter. I don't want to see it happen again. It will destroy this country once and for all. And I don't want to see my country destroyed. But I'll be hanged and I'll be damned before I will sit back and allow a bunch of thugs in high places to run roughshod over the supreme law of the land and all the other laws uh, also. That's my two cents on it today. Stay in touch with your congressman. Stay in touch with your representatives. You let them know that we the people are pissed off and something needs to be done and done very quickly because we are rapidly being pushed back into that proverbial corner and we're going to have to come out swinging. I'll catch you on the next episode of the Shooting Straight Radio podcast. You know what I'm going to say now, right? Keep your powder dry. Keep a loaded handgun on your person at all times. Keep your rifles loaded at home. Keep your head on a swivel. Stay in contact with your representatives. And never forget, incoming rounds always have the right of way. Royce out. So turn it on.